I don't know. Just like one day we're all going to wake up and it's like, oh shit, I'm 50. And I, <laughs> I know. I, and yeah. I don't know. That just kind of freaks me out. Like we're all past like our like our mid twenties. Like the next decade of our lives is rapidly approaching, and that is horrifying to me. Yeah, yeah. and for some of us in our group, they're approaching like the like decade the ahead of that. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. Like I still feel pretty young because I'm still like I'm still in my twenties, yeah. but I'm I am. 26 now i'm past the the halfway mark between 20 and 30 yeah. it's uh it's a bit weird knowing that i'm getting that much closer to to the 30 mark and it's... exactly yeah th those and... memes where it's like 90s babies yeah. the 30s like there's just like yeah, creeping yeah. Up on them. it's like oh no yeah and it's especially disarming for me because for the longest time, I was so used to being the baby of the group and always being like the butt of jokes about like, ah, haha, ha, <laughs> so young, haha. Ha. But now like I'm with all of these like, in these new Discord servers that I'm in, like I'm consistently the oldest or one of the oldest people and everyone else is like in their early 20s or even still in high school and it freaks Ooh, me that out. Is, uh, that is weird. I... Well... Yeah, I kind of know how you feel because in my family, like I was the youngest. I was the youngest, like in my, or I should say, with my mother's side of the family. My mother's side of the family, like, I was the youngest, like for the longest time. And then uh, my older cousins uh, got pregnant, had kids, and all of a sudden, there's like this whole other entire generation there. And it's like, yeah. holy shit, I'm not the youngest anymore. Hmm. I don't know. I guess I kind of experienced that a little bit with like my stepbrother and stuff and like my my dad and my stepmom first got together because i was like an only child before then so i i mean i guess it wasn't so much like i'm not the youngest but it was more just like oh i actually have like siblings technically i don't know it was always weird though because he's like 10 years younger than i am so he was like like two i think when they first got together so it was uh i guess a bit of a different situation yeah. still but well at least we're old enough to drink now and actually no i don't like thinking about that because in recent years i started actually getting affected by hair. oh my god that's another big thing that uh when i when i was in college one of my uh friends at the time well, i mean she'd still be my friend uh but one of my friends was like <laughs> should <be. laughs> yeah should, should be <laughs> hopefully um but yeah one of my friends was like in her mid-20s at the time and she, i was like uh 20 when i was in college 1920 and she was like really envious of me. It's like, oh man, uh, I wish I had your ability to not be affected by hangovers. Like you lose that mid your in your mid twenties, and do. you do, it's so and it crazy. sucks. And I hate it. And I'll say, bees, you've definitely lost it because I still remember some of the camping trips. Yeah, and most of them recently, thinking last summer where we were doing some pretty heavy drinking the night before, and the next morning you were just fucked. <laughs> oh yeah, well that was. That was a kind of... <laughs> no, I need to paint the picture. It's like the sun's just coming up over the horizon. There's a bit of fog over the oh lake. And it's, you know, there's this sort of the dampness of dew kind of all around. And we're just, you know, you're getting up. You're feeling that kind of stiffness from, uh, you know, being up late and sleeping on a, you know, a, a not necessarily uh, an, air, an air mattress that is struggling to maintain capacity. <laughs> um and and you're just kind of stretching you're just you're waking up still and you look over at the the whole hunting shed where a bunch of other people are sleeping and 
there's tall, lanky old bees just come stumbling out, looking like, looking like a corpse recently reanimated oh, from the dead. dead. Just bare, barely oh. awake, barely alive. <laughs> you know, I thought that at first the scene that you were painting for me, I was imagining just like this crisp, beautiful morning in the woods. The sun is just rising. It's nice and the sky is pink. You hear, nice you hear just like the birds. Distance. And then just you look across the way to look at the water. You just see bees on the floor going <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> In the middle of this serene image. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not going to say that that could never happen, but I mean, well, I mean pretty much did happen that time. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, just that was definitely the worst hangover in my life I've ever had. And my yeah. God, if I was like 21 when that happened, it would have been like, oh, I have a slight headache. Okay, that's it. Yeah, I I hate Drink some how... Advil, you're fine. Yeah, exactly. Drink how some Advil. Drink some water. Pop Drink... some Advil. <laughs> I knew what you meant. Oh man, sipping <laughs> all that Advil. But it's it's so alarming how there's such like a noticeable and fast difference between early twenties and late twenties, even even mid twenties. Let's be real, and I I hate it. It's it's so it's so jarring. Oh man. Anyway, anyway, you know what else is jarring? The intro to this, this episode. episode. It's uh, episode uh, twenty-three uh, of Balcony Banter. Welcome back, folks. Uh, what a segue! That was masterful. Good <laughs> job. Uh, this is Big B, and I'm Bees, and we got Invisifly with us again this week. Hi, that's me. We had you on two episodes in a row. Then we took a break, and now it's now we're glad to have yes. have you back. Yes. I needed my space, but now I'm. We back. were smothering you. <laughs> yes. No, um, no, I'm. I, I, I think it works out better this way because it gives me a lot more time to, uh, can I guess like finish off like projects, consume some shows, and then come back with a whole new slate of shit that I want. Yeah, to we talk don't about. get that benefit. <laughs> we got a, we got a no. week to a week yeah. in the midst of a fucking pandemic and another lockdown. Uh, oh my god! Another here in our province lockdown. to come up with new things to talk about <laughs> yeah definitely a bit hard it's just work and apex lately there's not much else in between oh god pretty, yeah I, pretty much I, I i do have to say i really appreciate that you guys created a separate apex role so i wasn't getting constant pings <laughs> for at here hey everyone let's go play let's let some pecs around <laughs> yeah i had to do that because why for me it was more just the convenience of not having to at like each specific person because i also realized some of the folks we have on our server because i mean you, you always have those people in the the chat right who like they're not necessarily online they like to kind of be incognito sometimes with the yeah. kind of just marking themselves invisible the ad here yeah. doesn't cut it for for pinging them so i just found a way to basically ping a group of people with a single at very specifically that's so, the beauty of discord that, just that being is, able to yep. like assign rules like that that is the beauty of it definitely a better one yeah anyways i'll jump right in um (laughs) uh this past little while i consumed um season one of vinland saga oh yeah dougie's spoken very highly of that actually super good i i will get to it as well as um the entirety of schitt's creek as well as um, as well as pacific rim the black 
So I'll oh, I'm very interested in that last one, actually. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. I, I have a lot of things to say about it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, okay, so starting from the top, Vinland Saga, um, Invisibo put it on because it's on Amazon Prime. And, like, I wasn't really expecting much from it because it's not really my kind of setting um ye olde times like i think the year is like 1005 i think um uh Vi of the old actual viking era like and okay. it even though m most of the characters are fictional it is all in real places it is all like real like you know how um you, you know there were like lots of raids on England from Norway and shit and people trying to explore the far like go way way west to discover you know North America um I really freaking love it I can't say enough about <laughs> it it's so freaking good and you guys have to watch it ASAP oh wow um yeah I like I really like, I can't even say what the real plot is it's just um it's really hard to describe there's no real overarching plot um like the main character he wants to get revenge for his father who uh got killed in battle um but the way that he goes to try to get his revenge is just such an unexpected way and the way his life goes is so unexpected and he it doesn't even feel like the main character at times because all of the supporting characters are just so strong that you are so eager to see them come back on screen it's i can't mm. say enough about it it's so freaking good so is the show kind of like uh the journey to discovering north america or is it like no so it's all still in europe um, oh, okay so we're like you know we're in scandinavia we're in england um and some of the most fascinating scenes that really captured our attention weren't even any like battle scenes which was the part that really got us it was the parts where the people all the vikings are having a really long talk just on a wagon ride with a christian monk and just talking about how man your god is super skinny and what did he do he just got nailed to a cross he doesn't look like he could even fight and it's just super interesting i like <laughs> i do really enjoy that <laughs> these vikings are traveling with a christian monk and the com i i do agree it's an interesting conversation but it it does amuse me a lot that it basically boils down to a bunch of vikings just talking to a monk about like hey does your god even fucking lift bro it is <laughs> it is i just and i really like how like it's just when the when that scene was over me and invisible were saying how oh that like if any other anime, any other movie with that kind of scene, we'd be like, oh, this is filler. It's so annoying. But it really grabbed our attention and it felt like actual important dialogue to pay attention to, even though it actually was just filler. It was just them, like, like non-important characters, like, unimportant characters talking about nothing that was relevant mm -hmm. to the plot. See, I would disagree that that's not filler, though, because it enriches sort of your view of the world and helps develop that out and even potentially right. like your view of the characters and how they interrelate. Right. Because even if they're not necessarily like the main characters, it gives you a lot of insight in terms of like 
you know, the Viking society versus like the rest of the world, like the right. predominantly Christian society, especially at that time, right? It it right. definitely depends, I would say, on the like story and the episodes, because you could technically argue that with almost almost any filler. Really? That's true. Yeah. So and like you are right that it and like it helps flesh out the world. It's just it had no bearing on anything and wasn't really ever talked about ever again, which is just sort of just makes it even more interesting so in in any case like yes they do like some characters um their religion and conflicts between like um like there's no a lot of the conflicts aren't religion religious based but it does come into discussions a lot so yeah like maybe it's not necessarily filler but it just wasn't relevant to anything at the time they were all just literally killing time on this wagon ride and it was really interesting to watch no that's fair I just, yeah, I see a lot of people talk about, like, complain about things being filler if it's not, like, directly driving the plot or directly driving someone's character arc. It's like, you know, there's some room for subtlety, but yeah, it's, no, I mean, there's definitely some points where some things can be cut out. I mean, that's that's always a, a struggle of editing, whether that's, you know, at the scripting stage or, you know, whenever else, like, more in post-production and stuff, it's sometimes tough to know when to like cut certain things out but it's good to leave small details in like that even if they're not as important but it sounds like that definitely aids the show for sure i mean yeah. it you kind of have to like look at it um well i mean so in my opinion i don't really watch too much anime so i'm not sure how much my opinion really matters in this scenario but um it's it be good to hear it uh oh sorry uh i was just going to say um filler that kind of like tells a story so if it's like spread if it's like a filler story that spreads over like i don't know like three or four episodes i don't mind that personally but like the one-off like filler stuff that's like oh we're just gonna like literally eat up some time until oh, yeah. the next big story yeah. like just these one-offs one-off episode fillers uh fillers yeah yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely, I think the biggest thing is if, like, it, it at least delivers something for you to, like, help grow your understanding or just even flesh out the world or, you know, a, give a bit more, you know, time with certain characters to kind of get to know them more. Like, that I think is great, even if it is just not necessarily part of, like, you know, the original story, if it's, like, an adaptation or, or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a difference between that and the beach episode where it's just <laughs> That's a good example. That is a yeah. good example. And, and it's just a bunch of still shots of them at the beach having yeah. fun. And that's, yeah. that's really all it is. And, I mean, I'm not saying that every anime that has a beach episode necessarily is that lazy about it. But there's definitely a lot that have been. I mean, you can even say that of, of even more, like, arcs, too. Like... I've been watching through do this big long multi-year watch of Dragon Ball just because I've uh. taken my time with it. And <laughs> I'm still working through Z and I I've been like stuck at like I've been just committed on trying to watch through all of DBZ, even though I'm starting to wonder if maybe that's a bit of a fool's errand because I've hit the garlic junior arc and man, is that ever some fucking filler? Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh the oh I think garlic. That's actually I, where I, I, I forgot left. about that. I that's would... actually like where I left off, yeah. I read about how it was like a, a sort of falling up from this, like the first like DBZ movie they put out. And I was like, well, you know what? I'll go and try and watch that. Cause I, you know, you know I hadn't really ever watched any of the movies for it other than the uh, resurrection F when that came out. And there was like, oh, yeah. showing over here in our, our little town. Um, but 
I so I was like, fuck it, I'll go watch it. And then it was like only 40 minutes long, and it was like oh a big, a big dry fart, basically. <laughs> like <laughs> fuck all happens. Wait. Yeah. Well, the last thing I am gonna say um about Vinland Saga um before I move on to the next thing. Um, like I I haven't read the manga so i'm i can only recommend the anime uh at this point um but i will say that the anime is excellent uh it's done by wit studio uh which did the first three seasons of attack on titan so so the animators are really skilled when it comes to low sweeping angled action shots okay um they they're, they really excel at things from awkward angles and things that should like really really low to the ground and sweeping and um it does really well for a lot of the fight scenes and makes them feel more dynamic and have a lot more weight to them when uh you know a a sword comes down or an axe comes down it feels a lot heftier just because they are so good at just manipulating the screen like that so anyways that's my big recommendation that's pretty cool i'll definitely have to check that out i think yeah for sure um i still need to see the third season of attack on titan actually oh yeah yeah um yeah i would i mean i think attack on titan as a whole i would recommend um from where i am i would say you could stop after season three (laughs) so yeah um yeah anyways um the next thing yeah schitt's creek i finished the entirety of it all six seasons um i was actually in the middle of yeah it's really good Um, i'm in the middle of yeah, well, all of, all of the awards, uh, the awards are, they are deserved. I think it's a really clever show. And, you know, I think it takes a lot for modern shows to be funny without requiring a laugh track or really cringy, vicarious embarrassment humor, you know? Hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. And I just also really like the show because it's just normal, um, queer representation without making it like a huge fucking deal which i really appreciate it's just like here they are it's not their entire personality they're not shooed in to check off that part of the list to make sure the show is woke <laughs> it is just normal ass they are just normal ass characters who are also gay no which is really that's nice definitely fair because it, it's a tough line to walk i think in some ways with media because like representing characters that way because like you want it to be a way where like it shows that like yeah they they are this and it's something it's shown more than just saying in the background that oh they're this because like because then you almost start to get into like queer baiting territory a little yeah. bit yeah it's it's a hard line to walk i think in yeah. some ways and i i in some ways i think some people are i don't want to say overly sensitive to it and but like yeah, I don't know. I find some people get very like worked up one way or the other over it. I think in some ways, like yeah. like J.K. Rowling coming out and being like, "Oh, Dumbledore's gay" and stuff, like way after the books have come out, and when there's yeah. Like, yeah. nothing in the story that supports that, seems pretty suspect. Exactly. Same yeah, thing with, like, even actually talking about Apex Legends, uh, the character of Gibraltar, like there's a very like it feels like just this weirdly abrupt note of just mentioning like, Oh, and by the way, he's gay kind of thing. And like his character bio, yeah. like it just very randomly mentions like, Oh, and him and his boyfriend with this. And like, 
I don't know. It it's not a problem because I mean, and at face value, like that's fine. That's you know, it's okay for that to be the case. But I still remember when it, it got announced, and then they just kind of pinned that onto his character, seemingly after the fact. It okay. uh, yeah, yeah, it seemed a bit suspect, but that's good though. It's yeah. it's nice to see when that's just included and they're not because that's the other thing you don't want on the other end, right? Is for that to be a stereotype yeah no for sure and like i will like the character like himself he is he is very flamboyant um but his partner um and like his partner's not and it's just like they just have a very normal normal ass relationship you know as normal as the show can be given how like the main family are so eccentric to begin with but they're just like a normal ass character and they had a episode where they were trying to deal with the partner's parents being quote-unquote shocked that he was in a gay relationship but like they they weren't gay they were just they weren't like anti-gay they were just shocked he didn't say anything about him being in a relationship and it like a lot i just remember feeling like well that's really nice that we don't have to do the same old like song and dance about like oh like we're turning the homophobic parents around like it's just they yeah it was just like it is nice to not have those like cliches and in yeah. the, these shows yeah it was just really refreshing because we've done that song and dance so many times and it's just nice to see parents who are just like no we're not upset about that part we just wanted to know why he didn't say anything so it was just oh, really it's really refreshing and that episode actually ended with a card like a little screen card at the end of the episode that said if you know somebody who's struggling to come out please visit the following websites and it was actually really touching to see at the end of the episode. It was just just that they know that as a popular show, they have a responsibility to their viewers. No, that's definitely fair. That's cool, actually. Yeah. That's definitely uh, a nice thing to see. Yeah, and um, one of the songs from the show, um, the characters did a cover of, I, I can't remember the song, but um, when it got released on iTunes and Spotify, uh, all proceeds from that went to uh, the Ontario LGBTQ youth line, which, again, I thought was really good for the show, you know, taking responsibility with their viewership. No, that's definitely great to see. I mean, that's yeah, that's the thing is like, and yeah, like when I talk about people being like sensitive around that kind of stuff, I just find there's some people that they they look for issues in a lot of cases, but it's it's a real thing that people still have to struggle with. And I mean, while like in a lot of ways, but at least being here in Canada, like, you know, homosexuality doesn't seem like as taboo anymore. It seems a lot more openly accepted now. Like, I don't, I don't feel too worried, you know, openly expressing like my orientation and stuff here in Canada, even though I know there's definitely still people here that don't agree with that. Uh, yeah. But I, I at least feel pretty secure in that, like the majority of people here are you know it's it's not going to be a big deal but like a lot of people like you know in the trans community especially right now are you know basically dealing with the same thing that like you know a lot of homosexual people were dealing with like 10 15 years ago and stuff i mean they've been dealing with it for as long too but i mean it's like they're they're getting to that point of you know more wide social acceptance but they're facing a lot of the same barriers that you know people yeah. face i mean the whole thing even like around like the bathrooms and stuff that sh- i mean i know it's even like yeah conversation i mean that's something gay people had to deal with too because there was similar concerns of like oh what if they're just like pedophiles and stuff and this and that yeah. it's 
ridiculous regardless of the context and i mean any support that like the more that we can normalize that just being okay and help people who are like struggling to come out like you said be able to feel safe enough to do that then yeah because i mean yeah like i don't know with like it's just one of those things where it's something i i have a lot of heartache with just because like i kind of know what it feels like although like i never felt like i had to struggle or like i ever felt like afraid that people wouldn't accept me for that although like there was, you know, a bit of fear, a bit of nervousness at first, I guess, but it, it it's not like something I ever really had to worry about as much, but I don't feel like anyone should have to worry about that, about like expressing no. who they are. And I, it, it's something that causes me a lot of, uh, a lot of heartache to see because it's, yeah. Yeah, it, it it is, it is hard even in this day and age, because like you said, even with like, the friends and family that you have it was still hard to come out and talk about it anyways so um it is important for people where they can to provide the safe spaces for their friends um to be able to come out and just be true to who they are where they can and just being there for your friends when they need it so um yeah it is uh it is just yeah, really important to kind of surround yourself yeah with those kind of people like yeah like you said just can provide that safe space who yeah just very understanding and like yeah can be open themselves. That being said, don't if you know a friend who has confided in you that they they are maybe not necessarily straight, uh, whatever their orientation may be, or or something maybe about in terms of where they are on the gender, don't don't out them for them though. That's even if you're well-intentioned and just trying to be like, hey, no, like, it's okay to, like, open up about it. Just don't do that. I just, I do want to be clear about that. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. unnecessary pressure on people. Yeah, 100%. Like, don't never pressure somebody to come out because they might not be in, in the right space, either mentally or literally physically, because they may are, they might just be in an area where they're trying to find a way to leave the house that they're in before they officially come out so never force somebody just present the safe space if they need it that's all uh, i will say this just on when you were talking about the bathroom thing i remembered i, ca- I can't remember which cafe it was it might have been snakes and lattes in toronto um but they have uh gender neutral bathrooms and the way they made that work was by having just like a row of 10 washrooms but they were all individual uh like individual bathrooms with toilets and sink actually one closed door oh really the funny the funny thing is that's actually not that weird because when i was in uh denmark i i when i learned this sort of before going there too in europe i find broadly as well that's basically how bathrooms are See, I like that. I like that people just have the option to just, just, just go in. You know? Yeah. I, I don't. It, I want to say I don't think the washrooms were gender neutral there with the one office that I was working out of at the time. But they might have been. Now they think back on it. There's no reason they couldn't have been because yeah, like, like it, it's like any bathroom you'd see here. Like you walk in, there's no urinals or anything from what I remember. But you basically just walk in, 
and then it was just like a row of doors to leading to like small individual bathrooms while yeah. like the other area was like you know the familiar like counter with the, the row of sinks and mirrors and stuff yeah. and soap dispensers and whatnot like in that way it was normal but rather than just a row of stalls it's just a row of doors to these separate small little bathrooms and yeah it was it was kind of and a nice system <laughs> see like i like I actually prefer that because, like, I know as a teenager, um, me and, like, oh, all me and the girlfriends have to go to the washroom at the same time. But as I get older, I have realized, like, no, I just want to go to the bathroom by myself. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I hate being in a stall and then there's somebody beside me, but then I need to poo. And I hate that because then I'm just sitting <laughs> there waiting for the other person to leave. Yep. No, I uh, I've been there. I think a lot. I think most <laughs> yeah. of us have been there. Like, like every person in the world has been there, if and anything, that's why we like they can unite us. You just kind of, yeah. <laughs> I've definitely been there, but you just kind of uh, eventually, like if it's hitting your heart bad enough, you just gotta be like, "Fuck!" You just gotta not give a shit. Accept your fate. No, you just have to hold it in until it just disintegrates inside <laughs> of you. There's no other option. But any like like all jokes aside, like I think it's just a really easy way to incorporate gender neutral bathrooms if people are still so like weird about it. I don't know. I think it benefits everybody. It like, def uh, yeah, it definitely does benefit. Like, uh, don't get me wrong there. But the thing is, uh, just doing that requires like a lot of space. Being able to like put in yeah. a bathroom or like a toilet sink behind a door, like for like so times ten. So I, I don't know. Yes and no. In some ways, yeah, it's going to require a bit more. You're going to have to build more walls and doors and stuff to like, yeah, it's, there's more work that has to go into it. But ultimately, that's really the only difference because otherwise the interior of the stall, you know, whether it's that room or just regular stall, you're still going to have the same plumbing work and toiletry and stuff yeah. there. Like, I don't know. It's definitely a bit more involved in terms of the construction. It's It's something that would, if it were to like, I don't think it's, I don't know, if it could be mandated by law here in Canada for them to have to change it, it's something I think that would have to, like, you know, by this, like, you know, 10 years off, all bathrooms have to, like, meet this new code kind of thing for, like, public right. washrooms. Like, it, it wouldn't be a change we'd see overnight just because of, oh, no. it would be very hard to implement that quickly but i i don't see why it couldn't be done in the future right? well see the biggest so, thing is uh sorry to cut you off this vibe but uh the biggest thing is just cost really because like more construction oh, yeah. more time more materials just means more money and like nine out of ten business owners just don't want to spend that well yeah but that's that's where you have like government money that can help fund it right and then that creates construction jobs for people to go and do that in theory so as a complete like sort of just it a note on the cost a lot of buildings have bathrooms that are pretty much already set to go for something like that like if you were to think about the majority of how like like i'm just gonna take like um most starbucks it's just two bathrooms one male one female and they're both already behind one single closed door with one single sink and one toilet in there already like all they would have to do is just change the signs on the door um a lot of washrooms are already pretty much built pretty close to what they would need to do like um yes like i like i know like a, a row of 10 is very excessive but for a lot of small businesses a lot of it would just simply involve changing the sign on the door just to have like even if it was just like the male and female sign standing right next to each other on the sign like 
it's still just a toilet and I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of people forget that it's just like the a lot of the infrastructure is already there and that not too many changes need to be made I think just the cafe that I was talking about in particular needed all 10 because they can sit like 200 at a time inside that's all well yeah exactly I mean that makes sense and but I mean yeah like you're not wrong I, I think it could be doable I mean, there's obviously a question of, like, if that were to be a thing. Like, th there's implementation issues that we are not equipped to answer right now. But... No, for sure. And, like, it... there, and, and I can think of a couple of local restaurants that are currently not equipped for something like that. Um, if they have just, like, the two toilets next to each other and then the sink behind the f female and male door. Like, that would be a little hard to work around. But, like, I, I'm just trying to, like, point out that a couple of buildings and, uh, different businesses might already be uh equipped for it before we like you know i don't know anyways no i feel you um i do want to let you have some time because i know that we're on a yeah. little bit of a tighter schedule for this uh this recording session today and i know you want to talk about i was very interested to hear about <laughs> your thoughts yeah <laughs> i want to i, I <laughs> So I, yeah, I'll quickly get into that because I do need to go in a few minutes. But um, so I finished the entirety of Pacific Rim Black. It's very digestible. I think there were only seven or eight episodes. I can't remember off the top of my head. So a very short watch. Um, I have, I have very mixed feelings about it because it has the feel of um, like a just a kids show. Okay. with hintings of like this is an adult show on top of it and then i'm sort of left in the middle in a weird limbo where i'm not quite sure how i'm supposed to take the show would so uh, would you, when you say adult do you mean kind of like it uh just like yeah like uh real adults or just kind of like older kids maybe like uh 17 yeah well 16. Is, is, it, is this like adventure time where like you know there's there's like the show that you kind of see but then there's all the hinting towards like yeah not even hinting but like scenes and things that are they basically like reveal that like oh yeah this is actually like post-apocalyptic earth after like all nope. this stuff and that kind of deal or nope it's like if you were to take like an actual just like straight up kid show but then randomly have spots of like whoa shit that got really dark for no reason and out of nowhere um like so, like, one of the things that I have a lot of mixed feelings about is, like, how there's actually a, quite a number of, like, on-screen deaths, which I wasn't expecting, because everything else feels so much like, yeah, well, you don't even miss mom and dad, I loved them more than you, or you don't even listen to me, you're just annoying, sort of stuff, where I just feel like this is really trivial for what's going on right now, sort uh, of okay. thing. And a lot of the characters are, they feel very two-dimensional. Um, they don't, they just simply don't feel that fleshed out to me. They are very standard cookie cutter, standard characters. This feels like either they were struggling to figure out what their target audience was yeah. for this. A hundred percent. That's like a studio thing or like, yeah. like if that was like Netflix or like I, I don't know where the source of that necessarily is. But it also yeah. sounds yeah. like it's either that and or because I mean this could obviously be related to that nonetheless. 
but I feel like just some poor writing, unfortunately, or yeah, or, or not very motivated writing. I guess maybe. I I I can't even tell if it's unmotivated. I just know that you definitely hit it right on the head with it doesn't know what it wants to be and sometimes it feels like it's got like little hints of like oh that's like really dark and that's that's like really interesting and then on the other hand it's like oh it's like it's really it feels very goofy at times um like sometimes like I'm really thrown off by like the very sarcastic comments that the a uh jaeger's ai has where it's like oh that that felt like a deadpan joke and it wasn't very funny okay um yeah or like the little sister she's like cookie cutter spunky outgoing i don't want to live on this rock anymore we got to go see what's out there older uptight brother who just wants to make sure that they're safe sticks by the rules we're not doing anything reckless you got another character who's all fucked up in the face and she's very mysterious and she won't let anybody in because she's been hurt too many times in the past. So Hold on, sorry. I I do want to back that up a second. All fucked up in the face? <laughs> oh, just scars and shit, that's all. Oh, okay. I, I was like, okay, hold on. That's There's a lot of ways that could be read. <laughs> I, and like I, I do appreciate that the that the show has the audacity to try to have on screen deaths. Like you don't necessarily see see it, but like you know, there there's a scene early on where one of the characters makes eye contact with another one during a kaiju attack, and you see the look on his face before the foot comes down, and. like so that's kind of interesting and i do appreciate that there is on-screen stuff there is blood there are threats of like you know i will kill you rather than those vague children threats that are like you'll be sorry so i do appreciate that but again it sort of in the overall feel of the show makes it feel like they don't know where they're going or who exactly the target audience is um the last thing I'm going to say just before I go is that I don't like the animation. It is 3D oh. animation oh. and it feels like it's missing frames, which See. can't happen with a 3D show. And that's very frustrating to me. That Yeah, that would kind of irritate me too. I am kind of a bit picky when it comes to yeah animations. Yeah. And Moral I... Road prove to me that it can look fucking pretty impressive if you do it right and that makes me kind of upset that they flaunt that because but that's the so you said doro doro right doro yeah yeah so they did it right where it was more it looked like an actual stylistic choice and that it felt it was supposed to give an extra grainy rough feel to it right yeah and the characters were also just designed really well and animated yes! really well like there's yeah. a, lot of, a lot of subtlety to their animation still and how they yes. used it. it it was used to good effect and the backgrounds and environments were like super detailed and they they really yes! captured the, the uh, like the gritty style of qi yoshida the the manga uh, artist who uh, put that series out and yeah like that that's it but the, yeah i mean I'm getting the impression though Pacific Rim Black did not necessarily have. I mean, I don't want to like talk down on the people who worked on it or anything, but it, it no, felt like a show sure. that was very like 
we need to put this out because Pacific Rim's the name we can make some money off. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, and I say these criticisms with such hesitancy because I do want the show to keep going. I feel like this could be a really good show if they just have more time and have more budget to keep working on what they want to do. And like I think there's a lot of potential. It's just a lot of things fell really flat for me in this season. Um and I will say this, like as someone who is like I have a lot of motion sickness issues, the because the characters looked like they were skipping frames, I actually got motion sick <laughs> watching a couple of scenes. Good. It must be like pretty uh like massive like uh or sorry it must be like really noticeable that yeah it made you actually yeah. feel motion sickness <laughs> yeah it just there because it just didn't look like they were having a smooth transition with anything it was just so off-putting for me um and 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 the the difficult thing is i will still recommend that you watch it because i think it's important for the series to at least do well to show that people are interested in more, but better <laughs> than oh what they did. I'll never complain about more Pacific Rim, though. For it's sure. kind of unfortunate that so far it seems like nothing that's come out since the first Pacific Rim oh. that Toro did that anything else yeah. in the series has lived up to it, which is kind of no. unfortunate because it's it should be a winning set like a winning setup, but it uh, really should. Yeah, but I mean, we'll just, I mean, it's not like we don't got more big monster stuff coming. We got Godzilla thing yeah. at a point coming later this year, so. Did you guys have your lizard monkey talk already? Well, we talked a bit about the, the big the big boys and their fight that, that they had. Um, we we have now at this point watched it, and it was, it was pretty entertaining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I unfortunately have not seen it, so I can't really comment on it. It it was serviceable, I think. Um, I think it, it's. Um, I mean, again, I haven't seen it, so I can't really say much. But it's, I, it's probably just like, oh, hey, we just want some like easy, uh, an easy movie to make. So that's like easy way to make. Yeah, money. yeah, it was absolutely nonsensical. The it it just dripped in feeling like the writers absolutely just said fuck it on the whiteboard in the meeting <laughs> and just did whatever well Which, i don't know like to some like for me it just feels like i can appreciate that they're like no we're not gonna try with the plot we're all here for one reason only so yeah i don't know it, it it's weird because especially if you go back and look at like godzilla 2014 and how much more grounded that is and then this one we've yeah. got like flying avengers ships <laughs> oh my god yeah. the tron ships were yeah. so ridiculous like uh, so okay spoiler talk just in case there's someone listening that hasn't seen the movie i do yeah. admire that we got mecha godzilla that was pretty yeah. great i know that's a, been a pretty big open secret I will say, also kind of like that they let Godzilla win the fight. I didn't actually think they were going to do that with how much they made Kong the kind of the the yeah. the protagonist. But yeah, they they were clearly trying to take a lot of criticisms that they got from King of the Monsters and try to improve on things. And in some ways, it kind of worked. 
the monsters felt like they had a bit more personality than they did in King of the Monsters. Yeah. Partic- like Kong was great. I love Kong. I like Kong Skull Island quite a bit, actually. I think that one still holds up quite well. Yeah, that that was all great. But yeah, like, I mean, the human stuff you don't give a shit about. And the plot was all over the goddamn place. And yeah. but we did watch the big monkey punch the big lizard and it was pretty righteous. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The I will say that I did really, really like that the cameras actually held on to the fights and weren't just like cutaways or oh there's a shaky cam or oh it's super dark and raining, you can't see shit. And I liked that you could actually see what was happening. Um so I liked the fights in this. I'm not gonna grade it on anything else like the humans or anything. I'm just gonna say that I'm here for the monster fights and the monster fights were good. And that that really is it. If you're if you're into that, you're gonna have a good time. If you're not into that, you, there's nothing else for you. So you might. Yeah. Well <laughs> All right, I'm That's gonna right. go. That sounds good. Uh, I guess we'll wrap up. Thanks for joining us this week. Yeah, uh, th- yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining us. We always uh, love having you on. Thanks for having me. I like being able to rant about the things that I've watched. <laughs> it makes for a fun time. Thank you folks for joining us this week on Balcony Banter. It's been a pleasure to have you on with us. Yeah, we always love having you guys listen to us talk about really whatever. <laughs> yeah, even even if some days it feels like there's not much to talk about with the <laughs> state of the world right now, it's, you know, it's we made good. It. We're, we're having fun, and we're glad you guys can come join us for some fun. And... Thanks to our good pal Zoo, uh, Blackbird Bell, for the use of our intro and outro music. Go yeah, definitely go out. check him out. Uh, he's on Bandcamp, Spotify, uh, ban- I said Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Twitter as well. Maybe you can <laughs> even follow us on Twitter as well, Balcony underscore Banter. We post some riveting content. Or just just one of us getting really mad about social political issues <laughs> take your pick it's gonna be one or the other it's good content either way though it's a good good to check out uh i think that's it for this week yeah i think that's it for this week you guys have a good week and we'll see you next week i've been big b and i've been bias see you on the flip side stay sexy folks <laughs> <laughs>